Oh, what is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 102 of my wrestling recap show, where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, give you the review, let you know what's going on storyline-wise, and I'll review all the wrestling matches, and I will award my three favorite matches that I witnessed with my eyeballs that week. And if there's a big major pay-per-view... Then I will do a separate review for said pay-per-view, but there isn't one right yet. I think there is this this coming weekend, New Year's Evil, maybe. Anyway, let's dive into it for this week. We don't have a Monday Night Raw. They did a big old best of show compilation thing. I watch every single week, so I have no appeal into re-watching what I already witnessed this year, so I skipped Monday Night Raw. Uh, they did have a Madison Square Garden show that wasn't televised or anything like that. But, man, I would have loved that they would televise that show because whenever uh, WWE goes to Madison Square Garden, that's a big deal. Generally, kind of like a pay-per-view whenever they show up there. Big matches. Uh, The only thing that I heard is that CM Punk had a match with Dom Mysterio and CM Punk won. Looked pretty decent. That was his first match in the WWE in over a decade. So, there you go. Not too bad. But there is no Monday Night Raw this week. So, we will skip over to NXT. We're starting that show off with an all-or-nothing tag team match. We got Mr. Chase and Duke going up against ODM, Bronca, and Nima, or Bronco, Nima, and Lucian Price with scripts. So, with Chase, if they win this match, they will double their money and their debt will get paid off. And if they lose the match, then OTM will take their title shot away from them. So, here we go. Duke is absolutely on fire, slamming Nima onto Price. Scripps with the distraction. He distracts Duke. Mr. Chase tags himself in, only to immediately eat a kick in the face, get a double team by OTM, and they grab the W. And they get a shot at Dawn and Stax for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Chase U debt remains unpaid, sadly. A solid tag team match here overall. Chase U not on the same page, allows ODM to grab the W right here. Uh, yeah, I kind of like ODM, man. Like, they're not really being booked for anything special at the moment. But again, they're big guys. They got a good look in the ring. They're pretty all right. I don't see anything too alarming, nothing too crazy. But it's early. Only seen a handful of minutes of these guys wrestling. But I like them so far. Moving on, we got the Heritage Cup is on the line. No Amdar with the metaphor defending against Josh Briggs all by him lonesome. He's all alone. Briggs one-arm de- one deadlift powerbomb nails a clothesline from hell and he picks up the first fall at the end of round two. Dar gets a good shot on Briggs busting open his nose. We've got some blood there. Dar is on fire to start round four. Briggs shut down or shuts that down with a nice big boot and a choke slam. Here comes Lash Legend. She smacks Briggs with a bucket when the referee isn't looking. Briggs gets revenge, smacking Dar with the bucket, but the referee sees the whole thing. Match is disqualified, and Noem Dar retains. They just end the match right there, which is kind of weird. I feel like it should have just been like an Iron Man situation. If you get disqualified, well, that's just a point for your opponent, but they just ended the whole match, so that... That kind of stinks. And you completely blew it, Briggs. You absolutely blew it. <laughs> you had a, you were doing really good in this match. And uh, yeah, man, he just wires crossed and he smacked the dude with a freaking bucket. So you lose. 
Dar was throwing nice strikes in this match as well. Pretty good selling. I, I'll throw that in there as well. Solid pace to this match. Digging the chemistry here between Briggs and Dar. I think Dar can have a pretty solid wrestling match with anyone. Briggs, though, he's impressed me the last few matches. He's been uh, a singles wrestler. He's he's just fine. It's just like there's no real character or gimmick or anything all that awesome with Briggs. So, But this was a good match. Seven. Ah, th- Moving on, backstage, we got Nathan Frazier running his mouth, and it gets him in trouble with Braun Breaker. They will fight about it later on in the show. We got Cora Jade going up against Carmen Petrovic. Last week, Cora threw all of Petrovic's stuff out of her locker, threw it on the ground, just being a big old bully. Let's see if she can get some revenge here. Nice spinning kick from Petrovic. Cora with the dirty tactics, nails a DDT. She's still doing a straight-up DDT as the finisher, and she defeats Carmen Petrovic. Uh, classic Cora shenanigans, I guess. It was an okay match. It was too, just way too short to really get anything out of it. I was hoping for a little bit more out of Petrovic. Honestly, just hoping for a little bit more out of this match. I think uh, Cora Jade and Petrovic have really good potential. They're just... We haven't, I haven't seen enough in the ring yet. Even with Cora Jade, she's been around for a couple years now. Started out really good, and now that she's turned heel, though that's worked out excellent for her character, I think she's way better as a heel. But ever since she's been heel, she doesn't really wrestle in the ring that much, but that's part of the gimmick, so we'll see. It's not too bad. Moving on, we got the men's breakout tournament. It's Lexus King going up against Riley Osborne of Chase U. We got Bear Hill. He's on the ramp. He's not impressed. He's watching Lexus King as he dominates Osborne, nailing a nice backstabber. Bear Hill with the chair in hand. He's yelling at King. King gets distracted, pushed off the top rope, and Bourne nails a picture-perfect shooting star press. Pins and advances to the finals. Damn, a little bit surprised right there. King in control for the majority of this match. Pretty solid performance from him. Riley, nice selling. And, of course, that beautiful shooting star press. Love that. And Bear Hill. So we got Bear Hill and King. It looks like uh, they're just going to... I don't... Like, it's it's really strange. Like, Bear Hill looked like he was going to have a good tournament. But maybe their plan was, like, okay, he's not going to win. And we got this new guy, Lexus King. Maybe we have him do some shit. So... Bear Hill and King are going to have this rivalry right here. It's going to be really interesting because I have not seen Bear Hill wrestle yet. He didn't get an opportunity in the tournament. But uh, yeah, not too bad. We'll see where that one goes. Bear goes after King, but Lexus manages to barely escape. So classic heel work right here. Moving on, we got that Nathan Frazier versus Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker playing with Nathan, just whooping his ass, throwing him all over the place, hitting him with big shots. Frazier nails a nice super kick out of nowhere, but he misses the Phoenix Splash, runs right into a nasty spear from Breaker, and he pins and wins. Pretty fun David versus Goliath match right here. Great selling from Frazier. He was awesome. Just that spear was nasty, man. Like that looked like an actual football tackle, not like a WWE spear. Like that looked like it hurt a lot. Breaker throwing Frazier all over the ring was pretty fun. Not not really a squash match. Like Frazier got in some counters and, and a little bit of offense, but basically a squash match. Moving on, backstage, we got Jensen. He is consoling Briggs after his loss to the Heritage Cup champion. Tells Briggs and Fallon that he is fine with them doing their own thing. 
And the three decide it is time to part ways. Oh my goodness. So Briggs, Jensen, Fallon, Henley, no longer uh, a, a, a trio, a team. This, this sucks. Poor Jensen is just standing there all alone. I hope this guy can land on his feet, but, you know, it, it really doesn't look that good. Like, Briggs right now, they're, they're pushing him fairly decently. I just don't know how far that is really going to go. Fallon Henley probably has the best opportunity to break through in the women's division now that she's on her own. They can hopefully focus in on her a little bit more. And then Jensen, like, oh, I, I really don't know what the future is going to hold with this, with this guy. He could maybe get into a rivalry with Briggs, but I don't know. The way that they broke up doesn't seem like that's what they're going to go for. So I don't know. We might just see Jensen kind of disappear right here. I don't know what the future holds for this guy. I think he's fine. It's just I don't see it as a singles guy. He, he doesn't. He hasn't shown me yet, So, but he hasn't had an opportunity. So maybe he'll shut me up and he can do something really cool. We'll have to wait and see. We got the NXT Women's Champion, Lyra Valkyria and Blair Davenport. They get interviewed together about their upcoming match. Bit of trash talking back and forth. Pretty solid segment, nothing crazy. Back to the men's breakout tournament. It is Oba Femi versus my guy, Tavian Heights. We got a nice backbreaker from Femi that just, again, looked quite painful. Tavian fires up, hits a German suplex, but Oba hits a pop-up powerbomb, pins, and advances to the finals. Whoa. Again, a little bit surprised by this one. Short match, uh, Oba displaying uh, some nice offense. Tavian was showing off his selling. I think he's pretty damn good at selling and, and showing having a lot of emotion on his face while he's wrestling. Pretty good. And again, I'm a little bit surprised slash sad, honestly, that Tavian is eliminated. I think this dude, like, it's not that it's over with him yet, but I think this dude so far has impressed me the most in this tournament. So uh, we'll see where it goes in the future of this guy. He might not be here for a little bit he might be going back and getting some more training or maybe he comes right into the roster because i'm impressed i think he can do it uh maybe a tag team would be good with this guy pair him up with someone but we'll see where it goes for tavian heights uh sad that he is eliminated but a pretty solid match overall and good for obafemi man like he's got a great look I just don't think he has, like, the in-ring abilities that Tavian Heights has, but there's nothing really wrong with Obafemi. He's solid as well. Moving on, Joe Coffey with Gallus going up against Joe Gacy. It is the Battle of the Joes. And with that being said, crowd with a nice variety of Joe-related chants, like, let's go, Joe, let's go, Joe, and just, ah, uh, they were well done from the crowd right there. What else were there? Joe's going to kill you. They had, a, a, like I said, a good variety of Joe-related chants. Well done. Thumbs up for that. And here comes Hank and Tank. They arrive to fight with Gallus. Joe misses a lariat. Joe nails Joe with a lariat, and Joe Gacy grabs the W. An alright quick match right here. Crowd was the highlight of this one, I would say. It was better than the match. Well done again from the crowd. Main event time. It is an underground match. Dijak and Eddie Thorpe doing this match yet again. Let's see if they can find that magic that they did in the first match that they had in this underground variety. We got back-to-back -back big boots from Dijak. Can't keep Eddie down. Hits Dijak with a German suplex out of the ring, but Dijak lands on his feet. Goddamn, that is impressive. Thumbs up. And not so impressive is the very ugly-looking Feast Your Eyes that Dijak pulls out on Eddie Thorpe. Uh, still can't keep Thorpe down. 
Dijak frustrated. Uh, he starts fighting with some of the superstars that are around the ring. Dijak wraps a belt around his fist, but Eddie counters with an impaler DDT and then goes to town on Dijak's back with the belt. Ouch. Eddie Hurricaranas Dijak out of the ring and then dives onto Dijak, hits another Impaler DDT, but Dijak won't stay down. Eddie choking the life out of Dijak, hits a DDT through the announce table, and Dijak is certified dead. Eddie Thorpe wins. Oh, baby. Eddie and Dijak, man, they capture that magic again in this underground match. Don't think it was quite as good as the first one. It's it's hard to, you know, be as good as the first match that you did. But a little bit of a slow start here. But they ramped up really nicely to a wild finish with lots of big spots. Offense all throughout. Dijak, my guy, my dude, let me sit you down here for a minute. Let's have a chat. You gotta stop doing the feast your eyes as a finisher, man. It looks... You've been doing it for like a year now. I've seen you maybe hit it clean one time. I think rather eliminate the move entirely or just go and do a regular ass GTS because the Feast Your Eyes, is, it's a GTS, but he does it reverse. So he, instead of you being like in an FU situation, you kind of lift him up down onto the knee. Dijak will fucking flip you over into the knee and he can just never connect with that knee. Uh, to make it look good. Like, it's even the camera men have trouble making this move look good, so you gotta move off of the Feast Your Eyes move. Please, Dijak. Just do the discus fucking big boots. They look fantastic. Eddie Thorpe, maybe having the best match of his career right here, and he definitely has a chemistry with Dijak. That's been Eddie Thorpe's best opponent. Otherwise, he's just kind of been like, yeah, he's fine, solid, he's okay, he's not bad, he's not good. It's not nothing special. So we'll see if these guys are done with each other. I thought they were done with each other originally, and then Eddie Thorpe, again, just really can't find any magic with anybody else, so they put him back with Dijak. They found some more magic. I don't know if they're going to be able to get the magic one more time. We'll see what Eddie Thorpe can do. Dijak's okay. Dijak can have a great match with anybody. And that is the end of the wrestling, but we got the NXT champion, Ilya Dragunov. He signs the contract with Trick Williams, making their match official, and the show is officially over now. Pretty good NXT, I would say, this week. Uh, I, I don't like the Briggs, Jensen, and Fallon split up. I, it doesn't make much sense to me. I don't even know if they got to the tag team championships, but they're they're pretty determined to push Briggs as a singles guy. We'll see how it goes, and I'm more worried about Jensen. I think Fallon Henley will be fine. Sad that Tavian is out of the tournament. Most of the matches this week were just too damn short, especially the breakout tournament matches. Like... WWE was doing a really good job with tournaments, but now they're kind of reverting back to their old way where it's just like, yeah, just mediocre, okay tournament matches. Uh, Before, like their Cruiserweight Classic, like these guys would have just 8 to 15 minute bangers showing off what these guys can do both ways. Like it's not just a one-sided match. Like both guys get their offense in, we get some near falls, we get some good selling, and I'm not really getting that out of this men's breakout tournament, so a little bit disappointed this week with their matches, and the Heritage Cup, and the underground matches, those were two quality matches right there, if you're gonna check out NXT, or, or skip it, try and make some time for those two matches right there, pretty fucking good, 6.5 out of 10 for NXT this week, We will be weird this week as well. We'll kind of go back and forth from WWE to AEW. So we'll go to AEW now for Dynamite. 
New Year's Bash taking place in Orlando, Florida. We got the Continental Classic Gold Finals kicking off the show. It's John Moxley, Swerve Strickland, and Jay White going at it. Oh, baby. Fighting quickly goes out into the crowd. Swerve plows into Moxley, sitting on a chair, just... Ow. Moxley battles through his damaged knee, hits a nice pile driver and a few nasty elbows to swerve. Jay White attacks Moxley with a chair, targeting the bad knee. Finisher spree ends with a blade runner from Jay White. Swerve barely breaks up the fall there. And then a slap fight breaks out between Moxley and Swerve. The crowd goes banana. Blade runner is countered into a death rider. Moxley pins... And wins. He wins the Gold League. Banger of an opening match right here. Good mix of one-on-one and all three guys fighting at once. I, I love that they can do that. WWE tends to struggle with that. They, When you have a triple threat or a fatal four-way, one or two of them are just going to roll out to the outside and just wait their turn. But AEW, not so, not all the time. All three guys having their times to shine in this match. Moxley throwing hands with fucking anything that breathes. Wild near falls. Just a great match. Eight at the. We have Mariah May. She is interviewed by Renee. Announces she will make her in-ring debut next week. Rio comes out looking for revenge. Chases May. Here comes Timeless Tony. She runs down to defend May. Misses wildly with the belt. Rio diving. Takes out Tony and Luther. Rio holds Tony's title up high, and Timeless Tony is absolutely losing her mind. Again, I just I love to- Timeless Tony. I like this Mariah May and Luther getting involved into this. I, I like it. Rio, Rio's Rio. She doesn't really have much of a character, but she's uh, really good in the ring. Now we have the Don Callis family. They are in the ring. Obviously, the crowd welcomes them with open arms. Don unveiling some personalized pictures for each member. They are all excellent. I mean, each one has a picture of Don and one of the wrestlers, and Don just has like a 20-pack. He's shredded, and they're actually really nice pictures. I really like the Takeshka one with the samurai swords and everything. Like that one. I'd put, I'd hang that up in my house. Sammy Guevara, with a surprise return, makes his way to the ring, and he is not happy that Don never called him while he was gone. Why is that always such a big deal with guys? Anyway, Don reveals a lovely picture of... Of the Callis family and Sammy Guevara's newborn baby Goyle. Sammy, white hot. I okay, I don't know why he's so hot. He is pissed. He goes off on Don Callis. Don Callis fires back, calling Guevara a crappy parent. Tells Sammy to choose between the Don Callis family family or his own family. Callis family beat down Sammy. I guess he said no. Chris Jericho runs down for the save, smashes all the nice pictures. Aw. Let Sammy destroy the final picture. Extends his hand to Guevara, who declines the handshake, but he goes for the bro hug instead. Oh, fuck yeah. Tag champs, Big Bill and Ricky Starks blindside, ruining the beautiful moment with Chris and Sammy. They start fighting. The lights go out, and it is it is Sting. Oh, sorry. I mean, it is Sting. And Darby, they beat down the champions, Interesting turn of events right here because of the whole Kenny Omega going down. So they're going to put Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara back together. And they're going to stick Sting and Darby with them as well to take out fucking Big Bill and all these guys. 
interesting. I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do when people get injured. You got to shift some storylines and people around. It's a decent fit. But what is this, like the second, third time that Sammy has left and come back to Chris Jericho? I, I Okay. Anyway, pretty good segment. Not bad. We got Roddy and the Kingdom with a conspiracy board still convinced that MJF is the mass devil and they will expose him. Got the Continental Classic. Now it's the Blue League Finals. We got Brian Danielson going up against Eddie Kingston. Eddie fired up. He is throwing tons of heavy chops out of the gate. Crowd is very much so behind Eddie Kingston as Eddie continues chopping down Brian. Eddie counters Danielson's top rope suplex. Brian spits on Eddie. That is just disgusting. Lays in his own nasty chops. Some vintage yes kicks. Only This only fires up Eddie, though. So Danielson goes with a psycho knee instead. We got a near fall right there. Brian bashing in Eddie's head with elbows and stomps, but Eddie just won't give up. Eddie hits a couple of back fists. Powerbomb stacks up Danielson. Pins... And he wins the Blue League Finals. Oh my goodness. Wow. It's a little bit predictable, but it was still a ton of fun. Super physical match as expected from Brian and Eddie. Tons of nasty chops. Danielson's chest was just mutilated after this one. Looked like ground beef. Eddie taking his fair share of punishment. Really good fight right here. Seven and a half at then. Eddie's tournament finals opponent, John Moxley, enters the ring with a microphone, plays some mind games with Eddie, and then Kingston grabs the mic. He fires back on Moxley. Good face-to-face moment right here, man. I cannot wait for this match. Uh, These two can get into a big old rivalry, and it would be a lot of fun. It is going to be a very physical fight, that is for sure. Now we have Karishian Cage, who has been waiting patiently all show long for Edge to finally arrive for their face-to-face interview. Edge arrives only to start a brawl immediately with Christian. The locker rooms pour out to separate the two very poorly, I may add. Like, there's like seven guys and Edge just like pushes one aside and gets back at Christian. It's like, Jesus, man. Moving on, we got Chris Statlander going up against Sky Blue. Stokely Hathaway comes out to scout out Statlander as she dominates Sky Blue early in the match. Then Sky hits a thrust kick, nails a code blue, but Chris Statlander kicks out of that. Statlander nails a nice deadlift powerbomb, and Blue fakes an injury. The referee's all over her. Julia Hart appears. Cheap shot on Statlander on the top rope. Sky hits an avalanche code blue, picking up a massive W. Solid match right here. Statlander looking strong throughout this match. She get she gets the loss, but she you know obviously shenanigans was at play here. And Blue she grabs a huge win. She continues her momentum building upward, and her relationship with Julia Hart continues. Willow Nightingale runs down to assist Statlander. Abadan appears to creep out Julia Hart, forcing her to take the long way to the back room. Very nice. Main event time. It is the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. MJF and Samoa Joe defending against the Masked Devils. The match, before it begins, we got a video shows Samoa Joe screaming in pain backstage. It appears that the Masked Devils have attacked him. Max is pissed. He says, fuck it, we'll do it. I'll do it alone. And he has his shoulder very heavily wrapped up. He is not ready to fight, but he does it anyway. Max tries to remove the masks on the guys, but gets blindsided by third mask devil with a steel pipe. 
The Masked Devils hit a Heat Seeker on Max, and the Devils pin, and new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, it's the Masked Devils, whoever they are. Not really much of a match right here, uh, more of a storyline thing, there really wasn't much going on. Joe hobbles down, chasing off the Masked Men with a chair. Message on the screen says, nice doing business with you. Oh no. Joe Samoa Joe blasts MJF in the back with the chair, hits a muscle buster on the champion, and holds up the AEW championship. Oh, f- I fucking knew it. What have I been saying on this podcast for weeks now? It's it's always been Samoa Joe. I knew it. I fucking knew it the whole time. It had to be Samoa Joe, man. That I just Oh, baby, I am so happy. I knew it. My wife was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I've been telling you for like a month. It's 1,000% Samoa Joe. How can it not be? And I was right. So there you go. Did you get it right? Did you figure out who was behind the whole mass devil thing? I did. And that's the end of the show. A good dynamite this week. The Continental Finals matches were both bangers. Really good stuff. Some good entertaining segments. And the mass devil reveal was... Very satisfying, I will say, for me, because I I had a, my, my finger was on the button, damn it. I knew it. I was right. So that was very satisfying for me. 7.5 out of 10 for Dynamite. And apparently there's no SmackDown this week either. They're also doing a best of show, so I didn't watch it. So we continue on with AEW. Go to Rampage, still in Orlando, Florida. We got Chris Jericho, welcomes the crowd, and then he brings out Sammy Guevara. Asks him why he joined the Don Callis family. Why? Sammy, well, he says he was trying to do what he thought was best for his family. And he says, well, he apologizes to Chris. Chris accepts the apology oh my goodness and chris suggests that they reunite the sex gods sammy all about it he's like yup they have a big old bro hug and the sex gods are back pretty nice way to start off the show we move on it is ruby soho with soraya going up against maria shafir with nyla rose Soraya interfering with Maria. Nyla, Nyla Rose chases Soraya out of the building. She's out of here. No future by Ruby. We got a near fall there. Sharia plants Ruby right on her face with some sort of face buster move. And then Harley Cameron arrives. She distracts Maria. Ruby takes advantage, pins, and wins. Damn. It's ra- with Ruby, it's rather no shenanigans or just a crazy amount of sh- shenanigans. We got double shenanigans in this match. For Ruby, the match was, eh, it was okay. We move on. Don Callis family. Trash talking backstage. They say they are going to win at World's End and retire staying early. We'll see about that. Willow Nightingale and Statlander are going to fight each other at World's End. A late announcement, but seems like it should be a pretty good match. And now we move to the Ring of Honor Peer Championship match. Wheeler Yuta defending against Matt Seidel. So the gimmick with the pure rules is that you get three rope breaks. You can't punch people in the face with an open fist. And I think that's about it. All right. Yuta arguing with the referee. He is rolled up by Seidel. We got a near fall there. Thought it was over. Yuta nasty elbows, locks Seidel in the seatbelt, pins, and retains the peer championship. Seidel, all of a sudden, he's really become this, like, technical wrestler. I grew up, I first saw him in WWE when he was Evan Bourne, and he was 
cruiserweight, high-flying guy all over the place. He still does that. It's now he's kind of expanded his toolbox, and now he's like pretty good technical wrestler, lots of uh, kicks added to his arsenal, good counters. Yeah, not a bad match either. Seven? Atta. We got Dan Housen. He appears only to get beaten up by Yuta. Hook arrives for the save. Main event time. Trio's tag team match. Trent Beretta, Rocky Romero, and Orange Cassidy up against Top Flight and Action Andretti. Andretti nails a lovely springboard 450. Top Flight pile on top. Try to get the pinfall, but it is broken up. Trent with the avalanche German suplex. Orange punch out of nowhere. The sell from Darius. Absolutely excellent. Just absolutely limp body. Falls into the ropes. Awesome sell. Thumbs up. Dante hits a wicked spin out Uranagi on Rocky. Pins and wins. Damn. Wild finish in this match. Bodies flying all over the freaking place. It was awesome. Dante was awesome. He gets the pinfall, which is great. They had some really nice high spots in this one. It was a little bit slow there in the middle because of the commercial breaks, but they at least do the picture-in-picture, which is a nice touch. I mean, WWE should do that, but when the matches are going on during a commercial break, they generally will lock in a rest hold or not going to do something too crazy so everybody misses it, but still pretty good. Seven and a half out of ten. And that is a pretty enjoyable go-home rampage leading into the pay-per-view. I think it was a pay-per-view anyway. Uh, The Sex Gods are back again. That's pretty cool. What's that? Like eight times they've reunited. So Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, how long are they going to stay together this time? Mostly good wrestling on this show. Seven out of ten. Pretty good. And now we will go to World's End. So they, I'm pretty sure this is a pay-per-view, but this is a short episode, so we'll just kind of squeeze it in there. And it was a big show, man. We got a lot of wrestling to talk about. We got the pre-show, and they are in New York, baby. New York on the island. Uh, pre-show, we got three matches on the pre-show. They don't fuck around. Chris Statlander going up against Willow Nightingale to kick off the pre-show. Crowd is pretty filled in at this point. It's like not full, but there's a lot of people watching this. Chris counters Willow, uh, Willow's three amigos into her own three amigos. I love them. The thing about the three amigos in AEW is that they rarely ever get off that third amigo. They usually just get the two. Regardless, a lot of amigos getting thrown right here. Statlander with a couple of face busters. Willow pounces Chris into a Death Valley driver. That was dope. Near fall right there. Willow power bombs Statlander on the apron, hits a diving drop kick, and then a botched power bomb by Willow. They retry it. Willow hits a clean power bomb, pins and wins the former champ. Uh, yeah, that that finish was messy as hell. Uh, still a really good back and forth match before that between these two friends. Are they going to become enemies? Doubtful. They're shaking hands and hugging after the match, so it doesn't look like it. Willow was in control at probably like 70-75% of this match against the former champion, so it looks like Willow is gaining some momentum. Maybe she's got a championship uh, reign, win, upcoming. We'll see how that goes. And Statlander, nice selling throughout this match. 7.5 out of 10. Really good for a pre-show match. (laughs) Now we got a number one contender's uh, 20-man battle royale for Christian's TNT Championship, as long as he keeps it for tonight. We'll get there. We got Lance 
Lance Archer and Luchasaurus, aka Killswitch, they get jumped before the bell, get buried under a pile of tables, so they're uh, not going to be in it for a minute. Dan Housen eliminates Johnny TV. Johnny TV awkwardly just like jumps into him. He kind of missed him, but oh well, it is what it is. And now here he comes. The Murderhawk Monster. He lives. He goes on a rampage. Power bombs Rocky out of the ring onto Daniels. That was sick. Not Brian Daniels, uh, Christopher Daniels. And Dreddy slams a water bottle, just pounds the whole water bottle in like five seconds. Super impressive. Luchasaurus emerges, he begins his rampage. Archer, Beretta, Hausen, and Luchasaurus are the final four. Trent and Hausen, they work together to eliminate Acha. Big bro hug, and then Trent betrays Dan Hausen, eliminating him. So I don't know if that's going to go anywhere, if that was just, you know, ah, I need to win this match, so you need to be eliminated. We'll see where it goes. Trent throwing absolutely everything he's got at Kill Switch. Now they're fighting on the apron. Luchasaurus shoulder blocks Trent. He's down and he is eliminated. Killswitch wins a shot at Christian and or Edge for the TNT Championship. I don't think and or wins, but Christian or Edge. There you go. Fun Battle Royale. Good performances from Dark Order. Both of uh, Johnny Hungy and Reynolds. They're both pretty good. Brian Keith was pretty, uh, he had a good little showing there in the Battle Royale. The Rampages from Luchasaurus and... uh, What's the other guy? Uh, the Murder Hack Monster. Those were pretty good. And honestly, uh, Trent's betrayal on Dan kind of caught me off guard. Didn't see that coming. Figured they would go with the the usual thing where you know, I, I imagine Dan would have gotten eliminated by um, Luchasaurus. But oh well, it was, it was cool. We'll see if that develops into anything. 7 out of 10. And if Christian retains, will Killswitch fight or will he lay down... For Christian is the question. He has a shot at Christian if he wants to, but if Edge wins, then he can get a shot at Edge. But will Christian want that title shot? We'll have to wait and see. Up next, we got the FTW Championship match. Hook defending in FTW rules. Basically, no disqualification, no countouts. Versus Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler trash-talking New York. That goes well. He gets interrupted by the... Islanders goal horn song or whatever the fuck Wheeler now the match begins Wheeler cracks hook over the head with a trash can lid how you doing hits him with a stop sign and then they're trading German suplexes that was pretty cute Yuta throwing knees hook catches him into a capture suplex into a trash can in the corner that was very Taz like hook locks in the red rum Yuta slams down onto a trash can to get out Hook grabs a hockey stick, he trips up Yuta, and the stick just shatters. He barely touches Yuta and just <laughs> broken. Regardless, Hook hits Yuta with the broken stick, chokes him out, Yuta taps out, and Hook retains the FTW championship. Uh, I did really like uh, that trash can. They were using a whole bunch of trash can stuff. It was pretty good. Solid performance here for Hook. I mean, he's still pretty green. I don't know how... Uh, he didn't do amazing in a long match, but obviously helps out that he has the weapons and Yuta was in there. Maybe, I mean, Yuta's young, but he's also very, almost like a veteran. He's been wrestling for a long time. I don't know. Maybe not the best opponent, but it wasn't bad. Still a physical match. Six out of ten. Now we get to the main card. We start with the eight-man tag team match with all the leftovers of the Continental Tournament. We got Brody King, Jay Lethal, Jay White, wait, no, Roosh, 
yeah, J-Way and Roosh, there you go, for Team 1 versus Claudio, Mark Briscoe, Danny Garcia, and Brian Danielson. Ooh, that's a lot of big names. <laughs> Brian just whooping Jay White's ass out of the gate. Garcia cuts in, and he gets his ass whooped by Brody. Menard gets put in his place by Brody, who calls him a little bitch. He's on commentary. Oh, man, that was good. Briscoe comes in. He is a house of fire on Jay White. Claudio with a delayed one-arm suplex on Brody, showing off that strength. An insane finisher sp- spree with everybody getting involved. And ends with Garcia countering a lethal injection. Rolls up lethal pins and wins. Oh, baby. Banger of a opening match with the eight tournament entrance here. Garcia's star continues to rise, just a workhorse in this match, and that effort pays off with a awesome finish with him winning and getting the pin. Great pace throughout this one, not your WWE where it's like one guy gets his ass kicked, like everybody was getting in there, really good flow, love it. Everyone getting time to shine as well. Lots of nasty chops and lariats as expected. Well done. Really well done. Eight-man tag match. Eight out of ten. We move on. It is Miro going up against Andrade El Idolo with CJ Perry. Andrade pushes Miro over the announce table. Good tumble right there from Miro. He goes down hard. Andrade runs into a nice sidekick. Miro locks in the accolade. Andrade battles out. He nails a spinning back elbow, locks in his figure eight. Miro quickly reverses the pressure. Andrade rolls back. So now the pressure is reversed again. But CJ breaks up the hold, betraying Andrade to help out Miro. Oh, snap. It was a fucking, it was a trap the whole time. The referee misses all of that, by the way. Miro nails a second sidekick. We got another near fall. So Miro applies yet another accolade. Andrade forced to tap out, and Miro grabs the W. Solid grudge match right here. A pretty good buildup to this match. Not the best, but okay. Miro, lots of intensity as always. CJ's betrayal caught me off guard. Uh, she's been all over the map. Like she's with this guy. Her and Miro are fighting. Was it? all a trick so are they are they together now or is Miro gonna like kick her out of the locker room on fucking dynamite I don't know she's been all over the place but just have them team up together CJ Miro it's what we all want and a pretty decent match six at the time for the AEW women's championship match timeless Tony Storm with Luther defends against Riho Luther catches Riho and puts her down like a gentleman. Very nice. Tony, not so nice, slams Riho with a nice sky-high slam. Luther assisting Tony, throwing Riho off the apron, like Tony on his uh, shoulders, and like pretty interesting. It was inter- It didn't look that great, but it was. It was. There's effort. The effort was there. Referee catches Luther helping Tony. Finally ejects him from the match. Well done, ref. Rio big dive to the outside, hits the stomps, a snap tiger drag, uh, snap tiger suplex, and a near fall right there. Tony nice counter into a storm zero. Rio kicks out of that. Tony hits a cool flip over DDT thing, pins and retains the championship. Pretty clever usage, I will admit, of Luther with his interfering but not interfering until he was interfering, and then he got kicked out for interfering. It was all right. It was pretty good. 
entertaining beginning turns up the the heat when Luther leaves the match. It was a little entertaining at the beginning and then got into a pretty good wrestling match on the back half there. Some nice close near falls for Riho and Rio as always showing off that motor and her crazy resiliency. She could take so much damage, but it was an okay match. 5.5 at then. We move on. Swerve Strickland having a very random match against Dustin Rhodes. I had no idea this was happening. Swerve jumps Dustin before the bell, trying to end this match before it even begins. Brutally beats down Rhodes, stomping his head against the steel steps. Crushes Dustin's foot with a cinder block. And the crowd cheers for Swerve as Dustin is taken away by medical. Yeesh. But it's not over yet. Dustin, being a Rhodes, he refuses medical and goes back to fight. Swerve slowly beating up Dustin, and then out of nowhere, Rhodes nails a destroyer, shatters Swerve's dreams, hits a pile driver and across Rhodes, but Swerve kicks out. Holy shit. Swerve back to destroying Dustin, snaps his arm, and stomps his head in. Pins and Swerve ends it. Swerve squashing a beef, apparently, that's like over a year old. All right. Classic Dustin formula coming in, getting his ass kicked, getting a little bit of a rally, and then probably losing, which he did. Odd match. No build to this one. I had no idea this was happening, but it was still pretty entertaining. Not bad. Five out of ten. Another eight-man tag team match. It is Jericho, Guevara, Darby Allin, and... It is Sting versus Big Bill, Ricky Stacks, Pop 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 Powerhouse Hobbs, and Takeshka with Don Callis. Darby yelling, Come on, you piece of shit, at somebody in the crowd. He must have said something not very nice. Takeshka with a beautiful avalanche blue thunder bomb to Darby. Oh my god, just, just ridiculous. Thumbs up for that. Hobbs and Bill yeeting Darby across the ring. That just looked like a lot of fun. Wicked Boss Man slammed by Big Bill. Eats a code breaker for breakfast, just no-sells that. Takeshka launches Darby with a German suplex, and Darby lands right on his head. Classic. Takeshka with a double German now on Sammy and Darby at the same time. That was awesome. Walls and a Scorpion Deathlock applied at the same time. Starks and Bill in for the save. And then a wicked spear from Ricky. Guevara battles back, nails a shooting star press, pins, and wins. Goddamn. Uh, Takeshka, my boy. What a fantastic performance. He was by my favorite in this one. He was awesome. Flying around all over the place. Big moves. Hobbs delivering the power everything. Just slamming bitches. Darby, the classic reckless selling. And the Sting retirement tour delivers again. 7.5 out of 10. Really good, fun, entertaining and Darby hurting himself match. Classic. Moving on, TBS Championship match. Julia Hart defending in House Rules versus Abaddon. I don't know what the House Rules thing is. I forget. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Julia in control early. Abaddon battles back with a code breaker. We got a near fall there. Abaddon, nice counter out of a submission into a roll-up, another near fall. And then Abaddon bites Julia. The referee stops to check on the champ. Sky Blue runs down, knocks Abaddon off of the top rope. Abaddon fighting with Blue, blindsided by Julia, smashes Abaddon's head against the steps a whole bunch of times, a silly amount of times. Julia, moonsault looked 
just horrible. Made no contact with Abaddon. Kind of looked like she was debating midway uh, in in midair. Like, should I hit hit her with the knees or just do a normal one? And then she just kind of missed the whole fucking thing. It didn't look good. Did not look good. Anyway, uh, regardless, she went, she pins and retains the championship. An okay match with uh, even with that rough finish, it was still okay. Uh, maybe should have locked in a heartless just to kind of cover up for the bad moonsault. That would have probably helped it out a little bit. Uh, fairly slow tempo, sl- slow tempo match. Uh, the house rules didn't really apply. It was rope breaks, no rope breaks. I think that was the only thing that they added. I don't think that even came into play necessarily. And I don't know, Abaddon. She was she wasn't doing like her normal gimmick because that's kind of the the build to this rivalry is that Julia Hart isn't really falling for Abaddon's mind trick. She's like a zombie lady and yeah, so she wasn't doing it, but it was I don't know, it was kind of refreshing to see her not doing that gimmick throughout the match. She was just kind of having a normal match, which it was okay. Four and a half at then. TNT Championship match now. It is Christian Cage with the Patriarchy. I think that's what it's called. Defending against Edge. I refuse to call him Adam Copeland. He is Edge. Edge wasting no time. He goes right after Christian. Goes right up the ramp and slams him into the fucking stage thing face first. Edge then smashes a fan's beer over his head and tells Nigel to shut up. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thumbs up. Fight goes all the way out to the arena. They go way out there and then come all the way back. Christian stomps Edge's head on the steel steps, cutting the side of his head. We have blood. Christian, when's the last time Edge bleed? Had bled? Bled. There you go. Christian goes to town with a kendo stick, locks in a Boston Crab whilst sitting on a chair. That was pretty impressive. I don't know if he was trying to do more damage or just, you know, kind of be a dick about it. Like, I can apply this while sitting down. Uh. Anyway. Edge fights back, cracks Christian in the back of the head with a kendo stick. Just just whacked him, too. That, that looked painful. Edge chokes Christian with his little metal rod that he brings everywhere. Grabs a ladder, licks it just a little bit, just to make sure it's okay. And then slingshots Christian's face right into the ladder, right on. Fighting Now they're fighting on top of the ladder. Christian hitting a lovely rolling power bomb off of the ladder. Really nasty landing there for Edge. Just whacking his head on the freaking... On the mat. And then Cage whacks Edge in the dangling with a chair. Edge avoids a spear and then spears Christian through a table. But Mama Wayne is there to break up the pin. Boo! Wayne's world and an unprettier Edge kicks out of that... Christian and Nick bring out the lighter fluid. Oh my god. And they set the tables on fire. The crowd goes freaking nuts. Edge counters, but the table is not on fire anymore. So he has to reset the table on fire and then quickly power bombs Nick Wayne through the table. But Wayne clips the table and just like lands right on his head. Looked really scary and ugly, but that, you wanted fire, you got it. And then Edge hits an unprettier on Christian in the ring. Pins? And no! TNT champion. It is Edge grabbing his first AEW gold. Oh, baby. What a great dramatic grudge match. I mean, the build-up to this was just ultimate heel moves by Christian. Just the ultimate scumbag. And Edge getting his revenge, finally. Gave the crowd fucking everything. Like, tables, ladders, chairs, fire. You got it all. 
quite a quite a few nasty uh, bumps in this match as well. Not shy with the weapons and a solid balance of shenanigans. Didn't take over the match. I like I like this match quite a bit. Eight out of ten. Edge celebrating his first AEW championship, and then Kill Switch appears behind him with his newly won TNT championship contract. Basically, money in the bank rules right here. He brutally beats up Edge, and then Christian slithers in, demands Kill Shot give him his title shot. Kill Switch extremely conflicted, but gives him the match. Match is made official. Christian spears Edge, pins. And stunningly wins back the TNT Championship in like five minutes. Maybe not even that. Wow. I mean, that is the ultimate heel move, the ultimate heel booking right there. Well done. Thumbs up for that. I was like stunned in with a smile on my face. Like I'm sad Edge, they did this to Edge, but it's so Christian for this. It's so well done. Excellent job. Stunned crowd looks on in silence as Edge collects himself and leaves the ring with no gold. Oh, buddy. And now we move to the international, wait, was it intercontinental classic? Whatever the fuck. There's so many tournaments going on. Anyway, we're doing tournament finals. It's Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley. Oh, my God. Both men sizing each other up. Eddie dives to the outside and just fucking dive straight onto his head looks really nasty i thought the match might like it looked like the match might end but we continue on eddie lays in a chop makes contact with moxley's bone and uh, right there i thought he could have kenny or eddie could have absolutely broken his arm right there the way that he connected with the bone did not look good but we continue onwards brutal chop off in the middle of the ring kingston says fuck it i don't care broken arm or not Kingston machine gun shops Moxley all over the ring. Moxley just trying to run away, and Kingston's like, I gotcha. Wham, 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 wham. Lays in some nasty elbows, a back fist, nasty Northern Lights bombs. Moxley fighting back now with equally nasty shots. And then an outrageous slap off goes down. Kingston goes Super Saiyan, back fist Moxley pins. And wins the Continental Classic crown, which is a championship. It's three championships molded into one. There we go. Wow, this was awesome. Um, Really nice looking championship, by the way. Looks really nice. Really well done. Crazy strong style match. I mean, just insane. Gruesome strikes. Suplexes out of control. Kingston, like I said, legitimately could have broken bones in his arm and, and his maybe his neck. I don't know. Moxley, the, I mean, the perfect opponent uh, to, to set up Eddie right here. Eddie's story told throughout the tournament leading up to this finals match was fantastically executed. No one deserves it more. It's a little bit predictable, you know, even when the tournament began. But I feel like they did a really well job, or well done job getting through it, even though it was pretty predictable what they wanted to do. I feel they did a really good job getting there, and I feel like they nailed it. Great fight right here. Eight and a half at the Eddie celebrates his victory. Crowd cheering, you deserve it, which he does. Moxley embraces Kingston with the bro hug. Oh, fuck yeah. Thumbs up. That's a great moment. Speaking of great moments, main event time. Who the fuck is the masked devil? AEW World Championship Match. MJF uh, defending against Samoa Joe. Is it time? We get a nice hometown video for Max. Comes out in a nice new fancy Ric Flair style robe. 
and a pleasant surprise, it's Adam Cole, baby. He is here to support his buddy. Max still has his shoulder heavily taped up, an easy target for Joe to go after the whole entire match, which he does. But Max, he tries to do a kangaroo kick, that is denied. He tries to skim the cat, that's denied with a boot to the face. And then Joe with a muscle buster onto the apron. Good God, and Max just taking all that slam on the bad shoulder. Like, oh my God, well done, thumbs up for that. Uh, Max battles back, top rope stomp to, Je- to Joe's bad elbow. Heat seeker, we got a near fall there. Max salt of the earth, but his wrecked shoulder, he can't lock it in all the way, so he's like tugging on Joe's wrist tape. Oh, the little details right there, so good. Thumbs up. Joe choking MJF accidentally squashes the referee in the corner. He down. So we got a low blow from Max. Let's. Uh, lifts Joe and slams the shit out of him, which is impressive. Ref, slow count. We got a near fall right there. Cole, he is slow to get Max the diamond ring. And Joe locks in a coquina clutch. Max is put to sleep. And the referee rings the bell. And new AEW world champion. It is Samoa freaking Joe. Oh, my God. Joe, finally, world champion again. WWE did not pull the trigger. AEW finally does, and I am a happy boy. <laughs> Though MJF, you know, losing sucks, but my boy, fucking Samoa Joe, it's my boy. Great selling for Max in this whole entire match. Awesome stuff. Brutal bumps, great story. Max finally falling apart after all the injuries and the attacks over the last, like, month. Well done, match. Eight. Out of 10. A little short. I I could have been longer, but I understand. One more question, though, is needed answering. Who is the masked devil? Because apparently it's not Samoa Joe. I know I lost my mind about it like 30 minutes ago on this podcast, but just disregard that. So, masked men swarm the ring. The lights go out, and it's Adam Cole sitting in the chair surrounded by the masked men. Adam Cole is the devil. And the masked men reveal themselves to be, it's the kingdom and Wardlow. Wardlow getting a haircut and joining up with the devil. The beatdown the beat of MJF can, uh, begins in front of his hometown fans as they look on in horror. As the show ends, God damn. Oh, man, that was a really fun final hour or so of the show. And that was that was a lot of wrestling. That was a lot of wrestling and like, with the pre-show, I think it was like three and a half, four hours or something like that. That's a lot. Uh, some wrestling, not not the best. Uh, Julia and Abaddon, that was probably my least favorite match. Uh, just just wasn't there for me. Swerve and Dustin was random as hell, but it wasn't that bad. It was still an enjoyable match. Just like you couldn't have gotten Swerve in there with anybody else, but at least, better than nothing, I guess. Better than nothing. Opening match was a banger. You got to start off with a banger. Eddie winning the tournament, that was a phenomenal moment and a match. That was a, that might have been my favorite match. Edge winning and immediately losing, I have to admit, that was genius. That was absolutely genius to do that. I think it's going to work out very, very good. Mass Devil reveal, it was very obvious uh, to me once Adam came out and he was there uh, watching the match. I was like, oh, fuck, it's Adam Cole. God damn it. So obvious when you see it. But yeah, I, I really thought it was Samoa Joe. Uh, still a fun, long buildup to that huge betrayal. Like, I think they nailed that. It's going to be really fun to see Adam Cole and MJF, this fallout and all the reasonings and all that stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
MJF, I mean, what an awesome, refreshing run as this over-the-top babyface champion. I mean, he had a, what, I think he was champion for well over a year. I mean, there's no, what a hell of a run. Lots of really good matches, great matches, not like, I don't think I ever gave him like nines or tens, but lots of good high sevens and a lot of eights. Just really good matches, entertaining, obviously, God damn it. It's, it's going to be interesting to see uh, MJF rebound. Is he going to be there right away? I imagine he's probably going to need a couple weeks off just to, you know, uh, recoup from that insanely long championship run. But it was awesome. It was really awesome. Can't wait to see what Samoa Joe is going to do as champion. That is awesome. And let's rate this bitch. So, out of 10, I am giving AEW's World End an 8 out of 10. I think it was a great show. A little sloppy in the middle. Some of the matches were also like sloppy with some pretty big botches looking at the Julia Hart match. But um, I think the ending, the beginning leaves uh, really good. Like you really want, like I just want the next episode of Dynamite. That's exactly what you want to leave the viewer with when you finish a pay-per-view. You just want, oh, what's next? What what the fuck is going to happen on Wednesday? Can't wait for that. So let me know what your favorite matches were from that show. And let's do the three stars of the week. A little bit light, but um, pretty much any, all the matches on um, most of the matches from World's End. But third star goes to... Dijak and Eddie Thorpe, uh, their underground match on NXT, really good. I'm surprised they were able to do that match again and still have it be fucking great. I still think I like the first one more, but uh, there's something with Dijak and Eddie Thorpe. These guys have magic when they're fighting together. Uh, Eddie's got to find that magic with other people, but for now, him fighting Dijak, good enough for the third star. Second star is going to... Moxley versus Jay White versus Swerve, the finals of the Gold League, I think it was, on Dynamite. Goddamn. I mean, you just look at those names on paper. It's a guaranteed banger of a match, and it was, so go watch it. First star goes to Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, finals at World's End. Goddamn. One of the gnarliest uh, strong style matches. I know they're not for everybody, but I've been watching for so long that I've come to really respect and admire these kind of matches because they're so brutal. That one, this one in particular, Moxley and Kingston, was a straight-up fight. There was no no pulling back on anything. Everything that I saw in that match was legitimate contact, um, looked very painful, and that's what you expected of those two, and that's what they gave us, and it was fantastic. Good enough for the first star of the week. And there we go, everybody. A nice recap for you. Uh, New Year's is right around the corner, which means the XC's Awards are incoming. Uh, that will be this upcoming week's GX GamerCast. I am doing the XC's, my award show, giving out awards for video games uh, and a couple for movies and TV shows, mostly video games. The Wrestling Awards, that's at WrestleMania time in April. So Wrestling Awards, April, video games, this coming week so get ready for it i'm gonna be talking a lot of great video games some disappointing couple disappointing uh, games to talk about in there as well so be on the lookout for that i got a bunch of uh episodes of the gamer cast just they're not ready to go but i know what i want to do for like the next three so 
fucking really excited to get going on the new year of the GX Plus cast. So the season finale will be the XC's Awards. Uh, hoping, hoping to get that out probably Saturday, maybe Friday. We'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, so enjoy your uh, New York New Year's Eve. Be careful out there. Enjoy yourselves responsibly, okay? Myself included. And yeah, have yourselves a lovely new year. We will be back again with more GX Plus cast. Thank <laughs> you.